Welcome to Becoming Soul, it's Entertainment Talks podcast for Better Call Soul on AMC and Netflix. I'm your host Matthew, joining me today, my co-host is David. How's it going? I'm very well, thanks. Good, uh, this is for the penultimate episode for the mid-season, it's season 6, episode 6, uh, Axe and Grind. What did you make of this one? Uh, I enjoyed this episode it was interesting to get a little bit sort of edging a little bit closer to it's it's what mid-season finale thing next is that next week yeah next episode yeah yeah and you could tell it's sort of building to that um i like the way they've been playing this the howard storyline without you know we know something's coming but we don't know exactly what and i quite like the way they've been sort of um you know teasing that without giving too much away so yeah that's been really good fun uh we got uh, a a little bit of more of uh lelo um you know doing things in germany as you know we predicted last week that's what he'd um you know he'd gone over to to try and find some of the guys so he can uh uh, go and break into or find out what Gus was actually building, which is good. So we got a bit more movement on that. Um, uh, and yeah, we, we're getting to the point where I've, I'm really interested to see when Kim's going to bow out of the show, because is that going to happen? I mean, we'd assumed it was going to happen right at the end, but I mean, the way they're setting things up and the fact that she is actively kind of turned around to insert herself back into this issue that's come up with whatever the plan is, I do wonder whether she's going to get caught and maybe that's how she goes and maybe she disappears earlier than we think from the show. But yeah, mm. it's it's going to be interesting. I've a really nice setup for the uh, mid-season episode, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, regarding Kim, I really liked that final <clears throat> scene and everything. That was quite uh, quite fr- thrilling and quite sort of like high-intense Breaking Bad type of thing, especially with the type of music that they put into those sorts of scenes. Uh, I thought this was a great episode. Um, I th- I think these last two episodes, which have been build-ups to the season uh, mid-season finale, um, I think have been both very good as sort of pairs of episodes. Because uh, if you think about it, it's kind of the pair of episodes that brought Lalo back. So um, we're getting that sort of added to it. Um, but I think that I think the pacing's been pretty good. We- we've not we're not really sort of like going too fast and sort of have like you know too few episodes to tell the story um or sort of uh the opposite way around where it's too slow i think the pacing's been yeah quite good i think so um yeah really really interesting with kim obviously we'll talk about the cold open uh the first thing in the in the recap but um yeah it's just interesting looking at um her and jimmy's uh relationship and like how he has kind of pushed her to become this person and like with with what we get in the cold open it was it's a thing of like maybe that was i, I mean they say like everybody's got to kind of got their like bad side i suppose but you know they're all different per person um but maybe that was more of that coming out but jimmy's just sort of because of who jimmy is and what he's doing um has kind of pulled that more out of her because until they started scheming and everything um it was her being worried about him with the whole like you know better console and all that sort of stuff uh, and the shooting gun hands and then she does it and then you know 
you get the contrast over the the previous season, and it's it's just led up to all of this really. Uh, and I think it's been it's been brilliant. Um, by the way, just on Kim, um, for some reason last week cause I I don't always like write down directors' names. Or, usually, the point where I've within my coverage of things where I point out directors is usually with films because obviously directors like you know with Sam Raimi and Doctor Strange, you know that type of thing. A recent mm-hmm. example, um, Raya Sehorn, I think it was her first time directing last week's episode, which was brilliant. And Giancarlo Esposito directed this episode. So, uh, yeah, um, g- great, great job by both of them. Um, sorry that I didn't credit Rhea last week. I-, I don't think I actually found out that she did until we did the episode possibly. I but... meant to mention that. I did notice okay. the name uh, yeah. when, when the episode came on. And I noticed Giancarlo this week as well. And mm-hmm. I meant to mention it last week and I completely forgot. Yeah. See, it's just the way that I, I look at TV and look at film. When I look at the people in charge of TV, I usually think of the showrunners, and then when it comes to films, I usually think of the directors because you know that those are the sort of like important parts there. Because um, the, the the thing is with TV and directors, it changes like basically with each episode. I mean, you'll get like Regan Cotero will do some of the big Walking Dead episodes, but it changes so often that I don't always like keep track of it. So that's probably why that happened. Um, but no, they both did a great job. A uh, great job with the episodes. I don't know if they're both their first time directing. I think it was Rhea's first time directing last week. I think she mentioned that uh, as well. But uh, no, both did a great job, and c- congratulations to um, both of them. So, um, but yeah, oddly, because I don't, you know, when they showed like the credits at the start, I tried to pay attention to the episode and whatnot, and I noticed. Um, I just happened to glance down and notice Giancarlo's name this week. So yeah, uh, all good on both those. Uh, what do you think of both their directing jobs? For last week and this week, Hi, perfectly good. I mean, you wouldn't have known that she was the first time director last oh. week uh, at all. Yeah. I don't think. I mean, it was a slower episode, but yeah, I mean, uh, I don't think you would have particularly known that she was directing for the first time. And yeah, yeah. same with Jigala this week. I mean, I, I think they both did an excellent job. Definitely, yeah. Uh, yeah, just on the Howard stuff. Um, yeah, it's been interesting to see. You know, once I said about their boxing fight, and I said, like, what lengths... Because we, we sort of know what lengths Jimmy will take this to, but we don't really know what lengths Howard will take this to on the other side, which is he's mm-hmm. the person being harassed and whatnot. Um, so how far is he going to take it? So uh, that's been really interesting to see as as well. Um, with this PI and everything, we do have a question later on about that. So, yeah. Anyway, uh, let's get into the the episode. But first, we'll do some housekeeping, and then we'll do that afterwards. So, see you in a minute for some housekeeping. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today, I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links. The first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon. We can get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you anything extra. So, whether you're getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion we can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra you can find the link to our amazon affiliate link in your show notes the second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link if you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes they also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well so if you need help with getting set up Kualu will be able to help you with that as well the links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link 
If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcasts over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us of your favourite TV show or film. But it's one per month. So one TV show or film review per month it's up to you which one you want to choose we will watch a few episodes of the tv show that you choose or of course if it's a film we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month and then when it gets to the next month you can request a new tv show or a film review of your choice that's three dollar level tier that does also of course include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, David was on another episode the other day, that was episode 300 of our Gaming Talk podcast, and on uh, obviously it was me, Robert, and David doing that episode. We discussed the rather disappointing gameplay shown for Gotham Knights, uh, discussed some changes to FIFA, uh, we talked about a bunch of COD stuff, well, I sort of did, uh, but uh, talked about that, and the fact that you got Godzilla and King Kong on that game for some reason. <laughs> And uh, and also did a, a quiz. I came up with the questions. You and Robert attempted to come up with the answers. Uh, we're not going to spoil, obviously, who won that. But that was uh, really, really fun to do. And uh, that was a quiz between um, Robert and David. Uh, and that was pretty much that episode. So that was really, really good. That's episode 300. So you can go and enjoy that one. I uh, did a podcast, um, or part of a podcast, which was attached to another one. It was me talking about ideas for Toy Story's future, and I had quite a few of them. Uh, so I decided to take part of that episode out and release it as its own uh, separate thing. Uh, it's still in the episode I originally put it in, but now you can listen to it individually. Um, I also did an episode called uh, What's Going On With Marcus Rashford. It's part of a United cast episode. Uh, he's been very out of form this year. It kind of was sort of... Uh, sudden and strange and everything there's lots of things that have happened to Rashford and around Rashford this season uh, none of them are excuses per se they're just more sort of here's some things that happened in and around his life that uh, may have affected him because we do have to remember as much as we have high expectations for these people involved in the industry uh, they are all human at the end of the day uh, so I talked about that uh the toy story thing i talked about a minute ago was part of another episode called my light year preview podcast of course uh one of the many many things getting released next month is the light year film which is an origin story of course for buzz Lightyear. Uh, so i did my preview podcast talking about all of that and of course i love toy story so i had a really really good time talking about all of that uh, over on the Disney Plus um, Hulu star thing side of side of TV, I did a season one review for How I Met Your Father. It's of course the spin-off from How I Met Your Mother, the very popular show. Gave it a don't skip rating. I didn't like love it, love it, but I thought it was very, very good. I had a good time with it, and I'd recommend that you don't skip it because that's the rating that I gave it. Uh, so that was that review. That's like a full breakdown review and everything, but the first half is spoiler free. Over on the Analyzing Television podcast, I did an episode called The Problematic Piers Morgan. He's got a new show called Piers Morgan Uncensored, which is ironic considering why he was uh, fired from Good Morning Britain in the first place. But he's one of those types of people um, that does what he does. And uh, he's got a new show called Piers Morgan Uncensored on 
TV talk or something, which apparently not very many people are watching. Uh, the episode wasn't just focused on him, it was also focused on, you know, problematic people in the industry that have, I guess, problematic opinions and, and that kind of stuff. So, uh, but focused a bit more on recent events to do with uh, Piers Morgan as well. So there's that one. Uh, over on the other United cars for the FA uh, Youth Cup, uh, which was, of course, played by the youth team. They won the Youth FA Cup, which is really, really good. Uh, Ganacho sort of standing out in, in those games, which was great. So I talked about all of that. Uh, did a uh, video game review for Sifu. It's, of course, the fighting game from uh, Slow Clap, the developers over there. And I gave that a don't skip rating. Again, didn't massively love it, but I really, really enjoyed a lot of parts of it. So... Gave that a don't skip rating. That's completely spoiler free because it's mostly gameplay focused anyway. I uh, did an episode called Top 5 Best Apple TV Plus Shows. And I don't need to explain that episode. Uh, and I also did an episode just before that. Called, uh, which is a Why You Should Watch episode. Which was talking all about Foundation. That is a spoiler free episode designed to discuss the show's qualities. Without needing to give it like a full breakdown and everything. But still talk about why the show's so good. Who's in it. What it's about. Where you can watch it all that type of stuff that's more of a recommendation type of review uh, anyway that's what we've been up to recently on entertainmenttalk.org and you can find us on your favorite podcast platforms all right let's get into the recaps so the opening that we've got for 606 axe and grind uh, in a flashback teenage kim's uh mother expresses outrage after kim is caught <clears throat> shoplifting jewelry after the store manager allows them to leave, Kim's mother shows her uh, pride and reveals that she stole the necklace and earrings Kim tried to take. Uh, but the store owner here is uh, really, really generous. I, I think sort of sees sees that he, he reads the room here a bit and sees mm. like, okay, the, the way this mother is having a go at her child. And uh, he, I mean, he thinks she did this deliberately, of course, but... Um, yeah, I, I, I like the, the shopkeeper's kind of actions here. I mean, sometimes you do have to look at a situation like that, I suppose, and see, like, okay, this is a kid and how exactly you sort of treat that. But because uh, I, I mentioned this uh, cold open in the in the pre-talk part that we do, um, kind of goes to show a little bit of, like, sort of Kim's bad side, but kind of Kim's... I don't know, get, getting talked into things kind of thing or, or being being part of something like that because there there is some parallels you can draw between, I suppose, this version of Kim and then Kim sort of pre-Jimmy, if you want to call it that, pre-Soul, sort of, pre, pre more, more, more so, um, and how she wouldn't really get involved in this type of stuff. And then mm. Kim now, I suppose. I See, there's a couple of ways you can look at this because right. for me... that also shows that there has that sort of desire to maybe break the rules a bit has always been there in Kim. You know, she did, she got caught, but she did try and go and steal stuff. Um, And it also shows that there is some, background to that in the mother as well you know with the mother sort of stealing the things and why she's maybe attracted to somebody like jimmy um and his scheming and his plotting and i I, you know because i i don't really blame jimmy as much 
for that side of things you know i mean because you're saying jimmy's influence but well well, soul's influence i suppose well yes soul's influence but i mean you remember a few episodes back he was the one that was or you know when we ended the last season he was the one that was kind of backing away from it and she's the one that actually pushed to do to go down this route mm-hmm. yeah so she's... i think that's, that's maybe the pushback from the like the other side i suppose because yeah. between that difference between the end of the season before last and the, t- the two different scenes with the shooting hand guns and, and again the episode this week you know when things start to go wrong it's Kim that, you know, Jimmy's ready to bail. Right. Yeah. And wants to be safer about it. It's Kim that's the one that's pushing them to the edge. You know. Um and and yeah, had she not got involved with Jimmy, they might not be in this situation. But Kim's kinda of the one driving it right now. Mm-hmm. Um that, you know, that's what I think there's been some interesting change in their relationship because previously it was kind of Sol pushing the idea and Kim fighting back against it but slowly coming to his side and then as she's pushed like past that Sol or Jimmy's was almost pushed the other way which is which is why there's an interesting difference between this season and and the last one so yeah the roles have flipped to a certain extent um yeah so yeah I thought this was an interesting little thing just to show the background of you know how kim grew up the fact that the you know she had a mother who was almost encouraging the bad behavior yeah and mm. how yes she spent a lot of her adult life kind of fighting against that but equally it's still in her as well so yes Jimmy Soul has been something of an influence, but T- Kim is the one that's kind of taking control of it here, yeah. and yeah. which is really interesting. Yeah, yeah, and and it's it's really her that's driving it. So, and it, that's a very clever bit of writing as well because had it been entirely Kim, you know, Jimmy or Soul pushing Kim into doing this. That's what makes me think that Kim is going to get caught because it puts it in a situation where if it had been Jimmy that had been pushing for her to do it and she gets caught, then that doesn't post like Jimmy Sol in the best light. But it's Kim that's actually pushing it at this Mm. point. And if she gets caught, it's kind of her own fault because Jimmy was the one that was going, actually, no, we should stop here. You know, or we should, like, live to fight another day. Yeah, and she should do it another day or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah live to fight another day and, and kind of we'll figure it out. And she's like, no, we're doing this now. So it does make me wonder whether the, what we're leading up to is Kim getting caught in this. Um, you know, and, and whether this bit of sort of that she was caught before and jimmy has to come and try and bail her out in some way yeah um mm-hmm. in the same way that her mother came and bailed yeah. her out even though her mother's also like you know 
on the wrong side, which Jimmy is also on the wrong side. So, I, yeah, I, there's it's it's a really nice, interesting little bit of writing, which seems fairly surface level, but there's a lot of depth to what they're doing there. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, let's move on to main story. <clears throat> Howard uh, has a strained conversation with his wife, Cheryl, and tells her that he is attempting to solve um, the Jimmy situation, basically. Howard's uh, investigator reports that uh, uh, Jimmy and Kim uh, keep a regular routine with only one variation being uh, Jimmy's recent $20,000 cash withdrawal, which has a lot of money. Um, I can't remember if we've had scenes before with Howard and his wife. If we have, it's been a long time. Yeah, I don't remember that either. I, I don't remember any scenes between... Maybe there was one in like season one or two that was like ages ago that I can't remember... Um, yeah, very interesting to see these parts with Howard, because this is a very kind of, like, A-B conversation kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and seeing how their relationship is strained and stuff, and uh, he's making her this coffee or whatever it was, and she's, like, not not quite there with him, and he's kind of attempting to be, I suppose, because obviously he went to the therapy session and all that and uh we we heard some things that he said but obviously there's there's things that he's going to be working on but um i mean so, i mean some people in the morning aren't sort of like always wanting loads of conversation and that and some people just want to kind of you know because i've heard certain americans kind of say before like i just want my coffee and just to get on with the day but this was this was a bit this wasn't quite that this wasn't quite sort of she just wanted her coffee and get out. Like there, there is. Uh, yeah, there, I, I, I like this scene because there is a bit of a disconnect between. Yeah, and the two of them. We have seen Howard in therapy as well, talking about you know the fact that his marriage isn't going great and things. Uh-huh. So we, yeah. we, we knew that things were wonderful. So we kind of it's just difficult and awkward and. Yeah, you know, and him mm-hmm. saying you may hear some things and you know don't believe them and that sort of stuff and yeah, it's so yeah. I mean, interesting scene. I do wonder how that's going to come back into the story. Um, hmm. Yeah, do you think we'll see Cheryl many more times? Uh, maybe not many more times, but I suspect she may play back into it at some point. Hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, t- the type of scene I'm referencing is, I, I know it's a bit different, it's just a, the only example I've got. There was a scene in The Big Bang Theory, and uh, Sheldon was doing something on the on the, on the the couch, uh, or the, the sofa, whatever, you know, his spot, whatever. And Penny goes into the kitchen, and Sheldon tries to say something to Penny, and she literally says, like, sorry, I can't talk to you till I've had my coffee. And then it skips forward like a, a a small amount of time. She takes like a sip from her coffee and she's like, "Right now, what do you want to say?" <laughs> kind of yeah. Thing. Uh, th- this wasn't that obviously. This was very much to sort of, "I'm not with you here. Like I'm I'm disconnected from you." So yeah, yeah. It was interesting. It was interesting to see this side from Howard because a- again, we 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 said this a couple of times before. Other other shows would just tell you that this relationship is strained, but it wouldn't show you it. And granted, Cheryl's a I guess we could say she's a bit of a red shirt type of character mm-hmm. uh, in the grand scheme of things. Um, but this show does does put in the effort, like with um, Nacho's uh, girlfriends on that in, in, in the yeah, previous yeah. episode, to just show you, like, if those scenes are involving kind of more important characters, like, obviously Howard's a massive character, 
to show more of those sorts of relationships and stuff. So, um, yeah, the, the show does does tell you those things, and it, it's not just a useless sort of like, oh, why are you showing me this small character kind of scene? Because it, it adds things like this add to the to the bigger picture and sort of not only Howard's state of mind, but okay, what what is the relationship between him and his wife? And it didn't need to be like you know a twenty minute scene or something. It was what a couple of minutes maybe, um, and it, it did exactly what you needed to do. So, yeah, uh, that was very good. Um, did we find out what the, this cash withdrawal was for? Uh, the the twenty thousand that Jimmy I'm takes out. I'm assuming the twenty thousand is is for the next scene, um, when they go to the vet clinic. Ah, the vet, right? Yeah, because a bit kind of shady stuff going on there. Um, yeah, it could have been for that, I suppose. Uh, but yeah, what do you think of um? So what this investigators found is that um. Jimmy and Kim are sort of doing a, a a normal routine, and what's interesting as well when I'm watching scenes more so outside, because obviously the PI isn't getting photos from like inside their house, but or where they live. Uh, but any t- any kind of time now, um, either of them really are outside, because obviously they're not always together because they work on sort of different things. I sort of think like, okay, are we gonna see? the investigator like off somewhere in a car parked somewhere or like you know he, he's watching these characters so whatever these two characters are doing this guy's taking photos of and howard's getting that information so mm. I, I when we have scenes specifically with them together obviously because uh, they could be scheming for other things that howard wants to know about i am thinking about like what the pi is doing in uh in those types of scenes and um, what, what do you think of what's going on here anyway mm. The thing I'm wondering is, bearing in mind that we've also got Gussie's people mm. watching them as well, whether that's going to crop up at some yeah. point of of like they're going to spot that there is another investigator there that seems to be following them and whether there's going to be some conflict there. Um, mm. That was my only real thought. But yeah, I mean, the, you know, uh, Jimmy and Kim going about their regular routine, apart from this like weird 20,000 withdrawal which to say I think is probably for the vet clinic but um, other than that you know Howard's not getting anything so yeah yeah Um, do you think uh, because I'm pretty sure Jimmy and Kim aren't aware of this PI but do you think it's just because the the scheming that they're doing because we see that this um, board thing that they've got later that scheming is taking place in their house where the PI can't, like, yeah. take photos of that and stuff. So, do you think that's kind of what's going on here? That he's not getting... Because <clears throat> he's not getting that scheming information that Howard wants because... Well, yeah, of course. Of course yeah. he isn't because they're being careful. Right, right. Yeah. Um, which, again, is uh, a <clears throat> really interesting. So, again, we'll see how this uh, works out. And uh, I'm almost kind of more curious because we've seen a bunch of, like, what? the two of them have done right the whole car thing and wendy and the bowling balls a few seasons ago and the um drugs thing in the in in the locker i'm almost more curious because like now that we've seen a bunch of that from jimmy and kim's side i'm kind of almost more interested to see i mean apart from what's on this board and everything like the d-day and the uh, the cloud and everything what howard's gonna do uh like going forward about all this because we've seen like the the boxing match was more just sort of taking out the physical annoyance on on jimmy literally kind of punching your frustration into him or out of him rather um 
so I, I'm I'm more, I'm kind of more curious to see more of these PI scenes and with Howard getting a arguably a lack of information, uh, what he's gonna do about that, I suppose. So and we have a hopefully thrilling mid-season finale next week. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> we'll see what comes out from all that. Uh, Jimmy and Kim visit Dr. Caldera's uh, veterinary clinic where they test a drug intended for use in their scheme against Howard. Caldera explains his plan to quit being a middleman for Albuquerque's criminals and shows them his encrypted black book. That's kind of a cool name, isn't it? Uh, Of on-the-world contacts, which contains a business card which Kim specifically pulls out. Uh, best quality vacuum. I think we mm-hmm. both know what that's for. <laughs> yes, for which is which is really really interesting. You know that they, they, they know these showrunners, of course, Peter and Vince and everybody else know what people are going to be speculating about. And does she do a disappear act? Does she die? Does she go away somewhere? There's you know a few different options. Um, did the actor that played the the disappearer guy he passed away? Didn't he? Yes, he did. Okay, so I'm wondering, would you re? cast him if if Kim I, does in fact I don't use him. think they'd recast him I think they'd find another way around it um okay. what well, just like a phone call or something yeah maybe a phone call maybe they have um <clears throat> I mean maybe you could use older footage and splice something together right or um deep fake it or I don't know. I the, 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 There are a couple of possibilities for what you could potentially do there. Um, because we know that once that phone call is made and she goes to, you know, we, we don't necessarily need to see the other side of that phone call. We know what the phone call is. Right. And then he, he never actually comes out of the shop. It's literally him stood in the shop. So you could maybe, I think there is a way of doing that without needing the actor actually being there mm-hmm. um, and, and still making it work, you know, because it's, it is a little phone conversation between the two of them. And then the, you could see him make the place, the call. If, I mean, if they did want to disappear her like that, you could see the call being made. And then, you know, the, you cut to her being picked up in a van because it's not him that does the picking up. It's somebody else. Yeah. So, you could. There is a way of doing it. I think. Yeah, yeah, but I, I like that they've put that in there because obviously we prefer that to happen as opposed to she dies, of course. Well, so. yeah, or gets arrested, or or right, whatever else. So I think, mm-hmm. I, yeah, it's it's nice because we've we've thought that could be a possibility. So now we know that is on the table as a as a possibility. Whether they'll go down that route is a different matter, but we know that it's possibly there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's that's really really interesting. Um, I don't think Jimmy spots the card. He's more focused on what he's uh. Doing well, yeah. There, plus, so. it's it's like it's a vacuum cleaner card. Why would he be that bothered about it? You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting the way that she looks at it as well. Like she has no idea, kind of obviously, what's that for? And yeah, uh, we do, which is cool. Uh, anything else you want to say about this scene? Um. No, other than it, it does point towards maybe what they're going to try and do is um, poison Howard in some way, not to make him die. But, um, you know, we see Jimmy kind of look in the mirror and his eyes are really wide, which is obviously a sign of drug use. So I oh, think right. the yeah. I, the idea is probably to spike one of his drinks or something. <laughs> so 
it's this untraceable thing that makes it look like he's been using drugs even though he hasn't hmm yeah yeah again they could use that on him so uh that would be very very interesting uh clifford invites kim to a i'm gonna say this wrong santa fe lunch yes or something yeah. yes uh to meet representatives of the jackson mercer foundation uh, which funds programs similar to her pro bono work uh kim is worried that meeting the meeting is scheduled for d-day uh the day they uh execute their plan against howard but jimmy assures her that she doesn't actually need to be present for it to work which is interesting uh jimmy works um with his um film crew to photograph an actor made up to resemble sandpiper case mediator rand uh casimiro um so we don't know the specifics of what they've got planned for this d-day we know it possibly involves this you know this actor person uh with the with the mustaches and everything um but it was really interesting what really kind of stood out most here because the, the whole like you know, doing this thing with the actor and the film crew, like, sure, okay. Uh, but what really stood out to me was him saying that she didn't need to actually be present. So it involves mm-hmm. something that she doesn't physically need to be there, which is really interesting. Um, I suppose with the physical stuff that's happened, so, like, the um, key change thing with the... Uh, the Wendy stuff, although she was she was involved, but she was in a meeting with somebody else. She wasn't with uh, Kim. wasn't with Wendy until obviously uh, she dropped her off later because that was all again Jimmy doing like being there. And with the um, drugs thing, I know Kimmy was uh, watching or Kim was watching Howard, but again Jimmy was the one doing the thing. Mm-hmm. So maybe it involves something like that. I can't think specifically I... what, what it would be, but well, it's just he's... interesting that she doesn't need to be there. That was the part that like caught my attention. I would... Yeah, there, well, there are a few possibilities. The fact that they're using this double, or they're trying to use this double, would suggest, and he's the mediator for the Sandpiper case, would be suggest that maybe they're trying to fix it so it looks like the mediator took a bribe possibly uh, you know was given a bribe maybe or something from howard um hmm. that that would be a possibility for or that, i mean again that might be what the 20,000 is for uh to right. to make it you know make it look like there is a you know a large bribe that's gone to Howard or gone to the mediator, so you know from Howard, maybe that's what they're trying to make it look like, and then also trying to make it look like Howard is using drugs. Uh, but I, I mean, ultimately, I get it because there's no direct need for. Hopefully, I wouldn't have thought for Kim or Jimmy to be there because uh, if you, you if you can set this plan up right. You, the two of them want to be as far away from what is actually happening as possible so they have deniability about it. So it sort of makes sense that Kim wouldn't necessarily need to be there and Jimmy only probably needs to be there to direct, thing and make, direct everything and make sure it goes okay. Um, but, I, I mean, it's still not entirely clear what, that plan is which i rather like you know because sometimes with shows like this you'll get schemes that are set up and it's really obvious you can see what the scheme is mm. but i think this is really cleverly written oh yeah definitely because it you get a gist of what they want to do but you don't know exactly 
Yeah, how it's, they're it's, trying to do it. It's like it reminds me of the TV show Hustle, which used to be on the BBC, which had these that. wonderful, elaborate kind of setups as they scammed somebody, usually a person that deserves scamming, but they they would have these elaborate setups where they scam somebody and you got bits of what they were doing but you never got the entire story and until they sort of revealed it all the end and i suspect that's probably what they're doing here mm. so uh, i yes i'm i really like that i'm very intrigued to see how this whole plan comes together or doesn't at the end of it yeah doesn't mean it's going to work does it i suppose no um, because that could also be one of the downfalls of of Kim, uh, yeah. if she gets caught in some way, shape, or form, um, and given that she's the one that's pushing things a bit more here, um, she might do something that Jimmy hasn't planned, or possibly something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I do remember that show actually. That was a that was a while ago, wasn't it? Yes, it's going back a bit, but it was a good show. That yeah, yeah, I kind of remember some of it. So, uh, in uh, Germany, let's switch over to different characters. In Germany, the um, uh, label from the sculpture Lalo observed at Margareta's home leads Lalo to Casper. Um, after chasing him down a bit, Casper uh, strikes Lalo with the blunt side of an axe, uh, but Lalo uses a razor blade to slash Casper's face, uh, then severs Casper's uh, foot with the axe. Ouch. Uh, Lalo gives Casper his belt for a tourniquet, uh, then prepares to interrogate him about his work with Werner Ziegler. Um... Lalo's very lucky here because yeah. if that axe is twisted around the other way, he's probably dead. Uh, so, and, and initially, because the scene is like purposely slightly more dark, he hits him with that axe, and you know, like the the sound that they use, obviously in, in TV, when somebody's gurgling on blood. I thought for a split, se- I thought for a second that was what Lalo was doing. And I thought, wait a minute, did they actually catch him? And I rerun the scene like twice, and know it was the. It was the blunt edge, but um, because I couldn't like fully see his stomach and you know what end of the axe he got hit with, so I I tried to take a bit of a better look. Um, but he's very lucky they decides to do that because it's interesting that Casper's the one that ends up being more wounded. He's the one that loses loses a foot, which Lalo's very kind of like casual about. Well, um, which yes, is which is I interesting. Do. Yeah, uh, you expect it, but it's still kind of like wow, you just casually cut that guy's foot off and now you're telling him to like tourniquet it as if it's like really normal but again that's the sort of thing that Lalo does I suppose um so he's trying to find out more information um another like really cool heist-esque sort of scene because obviously we've got the one where he was breaking into Margaret's house in last week's episode and involving the dog um I thought this scene was brilliant I thought it was intense um I thought it was about five ten percent chance that lalo died but then i knew in the back of my mind that sort of okay yeah, this no, isn't the way this isn't the way you that. take him out but yeah. you know show could be show could be surprising uh yeah. and that type of stuff uh what did you make of this lalo scene um i could have predicted that it was casper that he was going to go and end up seeing because there were a mm-hmm. few guys left over but uh yeah stefan kaepernick is probably the best known actor out of that little group um because he goes played colossus on uh in the deadpool movies so um oh. that that was i mean i i kind of thought or i kind of hoped that that was probably the actor that was going to end up uh back in the show because i think he's he's one of those things faces that um some people may recognize not everybody but i think some people might recognize uh 
even though I mean he was CG'd in Deadpool, but I think the voice people know. Um, but uh, yeah, so it was it was I kind of predicted exactly what was going to end up happening here. He was going to end up going after Casper, and then Casper would would obviously lose that fight in some way, and end up giving up you know what he needs to give up because at this point why wouldn't he you know he's got no real loyalty to gus i guess mm-hmm. yeah. so and he's just had his life threatened so you know i we, i i don't see why he wouldn't give up the location at that point mm. and lost his foot so mm. there's there's that that's that's you know not very good so <laughs> um but no lalo's still a really great character to watch and everything um and spe- especially in these types of scenes where he's like you know got to do some action stuff it's uh it's yeah pretty good so yeah again we'll see what he's, he's trying to do here and i guess we'll find out uh in the next episode also um it isn't written here but there is a scene um that did catch my attention uh, mainly because it's to do with something I'd spoken about before. There's a scene where Francesca and uh, Kim are talking, and Kim does end up, I think, in the office. Yes. Well, not in not in the back part of the office, the the kind of reception area. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of did a fun speculation thing where I said, like, okay, we know in Breaking Bad she isn't in obviously the office because she's not in the show. Um, but wondering li- literally. If she, if she would step in the office at some point, and like, really interesting to see that happen. Uh, the only difference is obviously the office that we see in this ep- in these episodes looks much different to the one that we see in uh, in in Breaking Bad. He's not got like the fancy sofas and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, at some point the office goes through a change, which is interesting. Obviously, there's a, a few years there, but um, any thoughts on? Kim kind of actually stepping into the office and no I mean it was predictable she was going to end up there at some point but yeah right. the, the interesting thing for me was the sort of they've made a thing out of the decor about the fact that you know that that she got to pick the decor and went for something classy and then it, it's far gaudier when we kind of see the final version oh, of it worse. Yeah. um uh, you know, because, I mean, if you remember Sol's office, it's like, you know, Roman-style columns and with uh, the the sort of constitution, like, place, plastered as wallpaper mm-hmm. with we the people across the top, you know, across the back wall and stuff. So, I mean, he, clearly he takes control of it at some point yeah. and, and makes some... The outer office bit was looked like, but certainly his office was was far gaudier than what we saw, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I mean, I, I suspect that change may come in at some point. Yeah, yeah, that's probably after Kim leaves for whatever reason. Yes, uh, Francesca. That, that leads on to a scene later on. Uh, Francesca poses as the family member member of a sandpiper. Um, thing and calls uh hamlin hamlin and mcgill to uh obtain conference call details for the upcoming uh mediation session uh so that happens as well then there's a bit about tyrus and mike i'll leave that for for a minute um yeah so she makes this call and jimmy's kind of there pulling his faces and stuff she basically the goal here is to get this code isn't it that um that jim yes ends up writing down by the way a, a lawyer right what he's got a pen on him 
I just by default kind of expected like because if if you got to jot something down, I mean he's not got kind of the phones that because obviously we could open up like, on our iPhones and Android phones and that we could open up like notes and you know you can jot things down very easily. I'm kind of surprised that as a lawyer, um, where you need information is very very useful in in that job, like for people's names or addresses or phone numbers or in this case codes. That he hasn't got paper, like a like a mm. tiny little tiny little notebook thing where I, he can just. Yeah, well, two things. One, it's Jimmy, so right. You know, but uh, it's it's weird that he's got the pen but not the paper. That's what like yeah no. Well, I'm fine. Uh, that doesn't surprise me at all, really. Um, mm. Firstly, it's Jimmy. Secondly, uh, by writing in his hand, it's something they can easily wash off, and. Right when you're doing something that's a bit dodgy, you probably don't want to leave evidence around. So, you know, both of those things yeah. are, I mean, he may have had a pad somewhere on him, but maybe you don't want to write it there. You want to write it on your hand because it's easy to get rid of. Hmm. But yeah, that's possible. That's possible. Yeah. So, um, but I just thought, uh, uh, yeah, anyway. So, um, what did you think of this, uh, phone call and whatnot? Um, yeah, I mean, Francesca's, getting sucked into that world as well and he does kind of get a bit irritated with her when she's kind of questioning it questioning it and he's like you know i paid you way over the odds for this job just do what i ask kind of thing you know um Mm. so yeah Do do you think he's getting slightly pushy um yes i mean he is getting a bit pushy there but i you know i mean not over the top, but still, like, you know, I, I both, like, you, you have to do this because I hired you, and I said that, like, you know, if you want to walk away, I'm going to give you double money and this and this kind of thing. But yeah. I suppose within the context of that, obviously context is important, because he's so desperate to get all this done and because D-Day is coming and all this kind of stuff... Um, you do see a bit more desperation from Jimmy there because yeah. if she walks away, then he's in a bit more trouble, I suppose. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. But yeah, they get what they want from the scene, which is uh the code. So um, there we go. Uh, Tyrus Kit confronts uh Mike about how Mike is employing his security teams during the um hunt for Lalo. Mike refuses to divert the men. Uh, watching Kaylee and Stacy, there's also a really, really nice scene um, between uh, yeah. three of them over a, over a phone call, and uh, Stacy's doing some stargazing and stuff. And they're only there for a couple of minutes, but you can tell this is obviously something that Mike really, really treasures. And the the way that um, uh, Stacy is saying about, uh, you know, can we, I think she says like same time tomorrow, and he's like, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Um, this was like really really nice and you know in this yeah. type of Breaking Bad Better Cross Old World you don't tend to get many of these types of scenes that are actually nice moments because um, people in the show are often in trouble for one reason or another Yeah. Um, but this was really nice to watch and um, it, it what, what's interesting here for Mike as a character is sometimes, sometimes when he's working for Gus and this isn't a knock against the character or um, or the actor or anything like that but he can seem like Okay, I'm working for Gus. I need to sort of robotically just go with the flow, kind of thing. So seeing this more human side of him, um, outside away from all the Gus thing and everything like that, 
I was just really nice to see and a bit of a reminder of like I just suppose you know the more human side of his character and that sort of stuff it was it was uh really nice to see um it's a shame it's kind of cut a bit short on that but um I still like the scene what do, what do you think of this one here um yeah no it was a lovely little scene it kind of reminds you that Mike is a good person that sort of found himself in a you know very much so yeah he's a moral person surrounded by immoral people I mean mm -hmm. that's what it sort of boils down to he he has a code I mean maybe not moral but has a code <laughs> to a certain extent you know so uh, and you entirely get why i mean because kaylee and stacy aren't particularly likely to be in any trouble but there is a very small percentage chance that they might be and mike is going to do everything he possibly can to protect them after everything they've been through so i mm. yeah and i i get it there is a a certain code for that and you know yeah i makes perfect sense to me but that was a lovely little scene where where he's sort of you know he's watching through the binoculars and stuff and and teaching her where the stars are i i really like that little scene it's really sweet yeah yeah it's good so what tyrus obviously is picking up on here is um because initially i thought he was referring to the people that are watching um kim and jimmy Mm -hmm. It's probably them and the people that are watching because I'm assuming there's separate groups of people that Mike's hired because, you know, oh, yeah. Kaylee, and, Kaylee and Stacey, Kim and Jimmy are going to be completely different locations. Um, so he's probably got two like small teams watching these well, he's two got, people. He's got more than two teams. That's sort of the problem. There are teams all over the place yeah, watching yeah. every possible location. Mm. And but I suppose because what Tyrus is saying yeah, with them being stretched thin and Gus is mentioning that and everything. Um, but there's reasons why Mike needs these people to be yeah. looked after. So yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I wonder if like Gus will pick up on if, if Tyrus will say something to Gus or I. I don't know. I I doubt it. I, mm. I think. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll see, but I doubt it. Tyrus is in Breaking Bad, I think. Uh, I'm not sure. I think he is. Yeah. Um, right, uh, and they're not on D-Day, so yeah, the end of the episode does take place on D-Day. Uh, Jimmy purchases a bottle of, it, it had a name of the bottle of booze, but I just put special booze because it's expensive and special, that's all you need to know. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's a surprise to see Casemiro um, at the liquor store, he really gets shocked by this. Um, and his arm is in a car, something not depicted in their fake photos. Uh, Jimmy calls Kim to suggest aborting the plan and doing it later, regrouping after her Santa Fe uh, meeting. But she insists that they do it right now, basically, and swings her car around and is heading back to Albuquerque. And that is the dramatic end of the of the episode. Um, yeah, like like you kind of said, she's the one that's like you you see this moment from Kim and she's on the phone and kind of thinking like about how to pick this up later and you see this moment from her um this sort of little change in her maybe and yeah she just swings that car around and she she's back the, the other way so what does she have planned to do well with that, uh, i with i don't think she has anything planned when she right. first turns around i i think she's just she's thinking well, if we don't do it now, when are we going to do it? Or when can we do it? This is yeah. the perfect opportunity. This is what we've been working towards. And, you know, Jimmy's 
erring on the or trying to err on the side of caution sort of going well you know this is too dangerous which is exactly what he said last time when and and it was Kim that pushed and it's Kim that's pushing again and this is what relates back sort of to that opening I can sort of envisage a scene where Kim who wasn't supposed to be there somehow gets caught and it ends up with Jimmy having to come in you know, whereas Jimmy doesn't, and it ends up with Jimmy having to come in and trying to bail her out in the same way that in that opening scene she gets caught and it's her mother that comes in to bail her out, even though her mother is um, also slightly shady. Uh-huh. You know, so I think there's possibly some interesting mirroring going on there for what maybe is to come or some sort of, sort of foreshadowing for what maybe is to come. Mm. Um, yeah. But, I mean, we'll... It's yeah. it's Kim that's got a, that ultimately it will be Kim that's got herself into this mess because Jimmy wanted to pull the plug. Mm. What'll be interesting as well is because we've had like the pushback the other way, which is Jimmy letting off ever so slightly and Kim pushing more. We know at some point that Jimmy goes full soul. Um, so like, how does it? How does Jimmy kind of get pushed back the other way again? Well, I mean. But I mean, see, if you actually look at some of the stuff Jimmy did, he's always been fairly cautious. Right. Even when you see him in um, Breaking Bad, he's still the one of the reasons that he survived so long is because although he's into some shady things, he's very cautious about how he goes about it. So. I, I don't know whether he does get pushed back that much more. I mean, you know, he's still involved in this scheme as it is. And you can see little hints of how far he's willing to go, you know, when he wrote in Francesca to do it. And, he, you know, that he, he doesn't... Yeah, I mean, ultimately, he does, in Breaking Bad, sit on the other side of the law because he is money laundering. But so yes, he does get pushed a little bit further. Whereas in this, he's—I mean, he—he's very, very close to the line, if not over the line as well. So I don't think it's that different from this to there. You know, to where he is in Breaking Bad, he's not like it's not some dramatic leap. I don't think to get him from one place to the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we've got the mid-season finale next week. When do you think those cameos show up? Um, I don't know. I mean, it, it literally could be the final, final few seconds of the final episode, or they could be in for a longer period of time. Mm. Um, you know, it may not just be small cameos. Maybe they're there for a little bit longer, but... Uh, I suppose it depends on what scene yeah are we just is it a case of walking to the office or is it a t- case of um that we're actually going to get something a little bit more than that hmm. so I-, I wonder if it was my theory from a couple of seasons ago where it's that desert scene yeah or, or, or some, something like that some sort of direct feed into breaking bad so that you can really like connect these two stories together so 
Yeah. Because what, what have we got left to do? We've got to find out what happens with Lalo. Find out what happens with Kim. Uh, continue to tell Soul's Jimmy's story. Then figure out what's going on with Jean. And like how you... Because you've got to conclude that story. And that's one where we don't know if Jean survives. Because we don't know if Lalo survives. We don't know if Kim does. We don't know if Howard even does. Um... Then you've got, uh, yeah, Gene, figure out what's happening with him. And I suppose the end of the actual, like, where where all these people actually end up, I suppose. Well, so yeah. there's, there's still, because we've got <laughs> seven episodes left. Yeah, yeah, six next half and one more. I mean, for this that, thing. that last half of the season, I think he's going to be much more of a concluding thing. I think the mid-season finale might conclude, to a certain extent, the Howard bit of the storyline but tee up the Lalo side, possibly, um, mm. for that being the thing. Because if you want a big, explosive kind of last few episodes, you want the drug dealer in there and, you know, all-out war potentially breaking out there. So, I mean, right. I suspect that Lalo doesn't make it to the end. I do wonder whether they end up accidentally killing Howard. That's a possibility. You know, if they are trying to spike his drink with something, it's it's quite possible that you could end up accidentally mm. killing Howard. Um, uh, I suppose that's the interesting thing, because, yeah, this whole photos thing went wrong. It's not the end of the world, but nothing's gone, like, horribly wrong yet. No, I mean, there's been little bumps in the road along, you know, like how, sure. like, like somebody stealing the parking space and him having to move the sign, and you know, um, as I say, Howard finding out about it. We don't know whether that was intentional or not, you mm. know. Um, there's a lot of stuff on that board, so yeah, they've been into this. So I, I, I mean, I, I don't know. But that's what I rather like about it. We you can't see the whole picture yet, which is quite nice. Even though we know the other, even though we know the other side of the story, we don't know the middle, that little piece. Yes, you know. So yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, that's the end of the episode, and we'll see what Kim does. I assume next week. So yeah, uh, yeah. Interesting. We we didn't get a like mystery cold open. The cold open was pretty clear. So, but they do yeah. they actually still tell a normal story sometimes with that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, that's the end of the episode. Uh, let's get in some feedback and whatnot. If you'd like to write in to our Better Call Soul podcast or in general to Entertainment Talk, you can write in to Matthew EntertainmentTalk.org. Uh, there's our Twitter page at eTalkUK, contact page, information in your show notes. There's also a big email box and a clickable email name in your show notes, which you can also use as well. Uh, Beth writes in and says, Lalo is absolutely wild and I can't wait to see what he has planned. Me too. I just hope it doesn't involve Kim. We don't know if it does. Um, no. I, I, I mean, at the moment, it doesn't look like it does. It looks like it's got nothing to kind of do with Kim because it's all about, you know, this Werner Ziegler stuff and Gus and all that, right? Like the cartel story. Because what, what's so interesting about that is you, you can look at them as, at the, at the moment, they're separate stories, right? The Lalo, Gus, Mike, Werner cartel story and then the scheming you know um jimmy and kim and howard and you know all that type of stuff that they, they can be looked at as separate but i suppose where, where you've kind of pointed out as well and we do have an email about what you said um with the two groups of people looking out for those characters like the pi 
person mm-hmm. and whoever it is that's watching, like Mike's people that are watching, Jimmy and Kim, if we get any crossover there and that to spark something, possibly. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, what do you think of, uh, I suppose, the wild side of Lalo and... Do you think that is going to involve Kim? I suppose that's maybe the question here. I, very difficult to tell at this point because, as you mm. say, they are completely separate stories at the moment. Um, yeah, it's possible because if you're going to drag Jimmy over into that side of things, then, I mean, I, I don't know. It, you, there are a couple of ways you could do it. You could either take Kim out with the Howard storyline and that takes her off the board in some way that then leaves Jimmy on his own. And whilst he's a little more cautious and it's Kim that's pushing, there is also, he then loses his sounding board. He then loses the person that will, you know, might still push, but he's also the person that would go, well, yeah, okay. I don't think that's a great idea, but how about we do it like this? So she is the person that maybe will, is is the kind of ballsier, more intelligent one out of the two of them that maybe will see angles that he doesn't. Mm. So if he loses his partner, regardless of which one that's driving it, if he's then out on his own, is that going to make him more vulnerable and potentially make more dubious decisions because Kim isn't there to go, well, you know, hang on a minute. We could be a bit sneakier about this. Um, Hmm. So it's not that, you know, whilst Kim is driving it and is the one that's pushing, she's also the person that is maybe making the plans work better than they might do if Jimmy just kind of came up with the idea himself. So there's, there's a few things there. If you then remove, if you remove the Kim, Kim off the board earlier, it then frees Jimmy up to get slotted back into the Lalo, like drug cartel timeline, you know, side of things a bit more. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see how it works out. Uh, Kaylee says, I love what um, Dave said last week about uh, Mike's guys and how it's PI, the crossover thing that you sort of talked about. Mm-hmm. I was looking out for that in this episode and it made it more tense. Um, I suppose that's a more of a question for you. Um, so how are you finding sort of watching the outdoor, you know, a bit of what I mentioned earlier, like, like the outdoor Kim and Jimmy scenes? Are you like looking out for those? Um, yeah, I mean, I. A little, yeah. I'm just wondering, at, at the moment, we're not seeing any evidence of that, but you've got to assume that if Mike's guys are any good, they've clocked somebody else trailing them. Uh-huh. You know, you would have thought so. And there's not been any mention of it, but you would have thought that if there was somebody else, I mean, the PI guy could be quite good as well. So, But you would think if there was somebody else that was kind of there taking photos, you'd think that, Mike's guys would also be noticing that and mm. maybe they wouldn't intervene if they if they'd figured out that it was a PI maybe they would just kind of leave it alone and they worked out that it's something to do with this scheme that they're running maybe they'd just be like okay so it's not a threat we'll just leave it alone 
but there may be a possibility that if they do sudden that if they hadn't spotted him for whatever reason just yet and they do suddenly spot him then maybe that comes to a confrontation but we haven't seen any evidence of that yet yeah what's interesting about what you've mentioned with these is the only time we've seen those characters is when kim went out of the restaurant and she like wrote down the number plate and confronted one of them mm-hmm. but then after after that and after she found out that that was mike's guys looking out looking out for her and jimmy the uh, after that scene and that com- that com- uh, conversation uh we've not the camera's not caught over to anybody in a car watching well yeah but, those characters, uh, so. but mike actually made the point in that conversation of saying you know if you just go about your day if you spot them again but i hope you don't mm-hmm. um because that's sort of the point is mike probably went back and had a go at them for the fact that well she saw you what the hell are you doing they're getting you know too close they're getting too close they need to make sure they're unseen so it sort of makes sense that the show isn't showing them either you know mm. but we know they're there because they're you know because they're still going to be said so. Yeah, because Mike said so. So we know they're there, but it makes sense that we're not actually seeing them. Mm. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and lastly, Harrison says, uh, Matt, you mentioned it being interesting to see more Breaking Bad things or people as we get closer to the end. Anything in particular you want to see? Um, I don't have any specific like requests of like, can you show this building or the school that Walt worked at or have them drive past the Walter White house or um show badger or you know i I don't have any sort of like oh i really want to see this breaking bad character or this location because i trust that when the show wants to show me those things so like the relevance that spooge had and wendy had in those episodes because they had specific reasons for being in the episode um that that's where it comes to cameos in entertainment in general because um obviously got a few things going on with marvel at the moment and that's all kind of fun and everything but I suppose it's about how you manage, like, who's in what episode and why. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember when I talked about Mandalorian's second season, and there was, like, a few more characters in the first season. Obviously, you had, like, um, a bunch of the other different characters. But they all had... The, the, not, none of those characters were in those episodes because, like, oh, look, it's so-and-so who's here. Isn't that cool? Isn't that fun? It was more sort of like, this character's here to do this thing. And then once they did that thing they either went off screen or did something else yeah and it it is it can be i think like everybody could maybe agree that like in certain it depends which ip you're talking about that like oh this person showed up in this thing wasn't that really cool that we saw so and so in this film or this episode or oh this marvel character came back in this thing and that was really cool um so there's a there's a cool way there's a cool and fun way that you can do cameos and there's a way that you can have like if you want a character to actually show up and have full conversations, so like Spooge and Wendy do, and of arguably Wendy's a bit more like involved in stuff, and obviously she she's she was part of involvement in the whole Howard thing, so there was re- a real good reason why she was there. That's a better way to do it. So instead of just I don't know, Jimmy's driving across the street and you see Badger in the background or something, and he's walking down the street. Then you might go, oh look, it's it's Badger walking along the street, but that's not one that you need to do necessarily. So where, if the show's got reasons to show me, like, oh look at this Breaking Bad location or or person or whatever, because um, like with the with um, Soul's office, there's a very good reason that why that's in there because it's 
moving forward with you know that's the office that he ends up in it looks different now to what it does in breaking bad but you've got to progress that story in the right way and they are um and it makes sense that because we know if you've, if you've seen breaking bad we know who spooge is what he's all about um and what happens to his head but <laughs> but uh him being in that type of office looking for a lawyer like soul also makes sense um so yeah so i so i don't have any specific like oh i want to see this character in this scene just because it will be fun to see a breaking bad character um so yeah i'll just let the show give that stuff to me when they when they feel like it's a good idea um how do you kind of feel about all that like cameos and appearances and things yeah i think as long as it makes sense um, I'm fine with it. Like you say, I mean, Spooge was a bit more of a bit of fan service in that sure. that could have been anybody that they put in there and they just decided to use Spooge. But it does make sense for him being there. It just, right. you know, but that was a little bit more fan service. Wendy makes um, more direct sense for the show because, you know, she's more involved in the story. And, you know, the, it makes sense that they would use her particularly there. So... Mm. And they were specifically looking for a person that does what she does. So. Yeah, exactly. And um, with the other upcoming Breaking Bad cameos, I, yeah, I mean, I think yes, that probably is a certain amount of fan service. But as long as it, as long as it works, it fits into the story, and it had the actually helps drive the story forward, or in that case, connect it directly to Breaking Bad. Yeah, that's okay. If it's just kind of somebody walking along in the background or I I'm not really that concerned about that sort of stuff. It's mm-hmm. I mean it's fun to spot like little things that pop up every so often in the same way that they do it in Disney movies, you know. Um like Disney films will hide things from other Disney films is like, you know, that that are on the characters or in yeah. the background. Pixar tends to do that. Yeah, Pixar bit. Pixar does that quite a lot. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, you know, and it's always funny when you spot those little things. But those are sort of your proper kind of straight up, well, we'll shove it in because eagle-eyed fans will get a laugh out of it or, you know. Um, but there's there's nobody from the main show or from Breaking Bad that I'm desperate to see particularly. I mean, I, I would be quite happy not to have other characters necessarily show up unless there's a story reason for it. And every time mm-hmm. they've done it, up until now generally there's been a story reason for them being there so yeah what um because we, we don't i can't remember if we know what year like let's say in this episode what year and date and stuff it's supposed to be because every now and again i do kind of wonder because this is supposed to line up to breaking bad which introduces walter white and then you tell his story what Walter White is doing now at this point in the story. Um, but I, but I'm not sure how far off that's supposed to be from that pilot episode. And yeah, because the part the pilot is Walter's birthday, isn't it? I think. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I. I... Don't know exactly. I mean, I I think, I mean, the, the Better Call Saul, according to this, the series, yeah, is set about six years before Breaking Bad. So presumably, 
so it's it's about 2002 when we start the series so it's going to be sort of four to six years probably beforehand because there isn't that much time that's gone like from the start of this series um and breaking bad is set in 2008 to 2010 so yeah there's there's probably five four or five years beforehand in which case what walter's doing is being a high school teacher hmm yeah that's probably what i thought so uh anyway that's what we got for you for this week's episode we'll be back of course for the probably dramatic mid-season finale um any quick little predictions at all um no, I mean, it's very difficult to tell. I wouldn't surprise me if Kim gets caught. That sort of seems to be... I feel that's maybe where they're teeing it up towards. Um, hmm. If Kim ends up being in trouble. Uh, because it's been her that's kind of been pushing and pushing and pushing. So, I don't know. That 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 would be my gut feeling, is that it, it ends up with Kim in a dangerous situation. Hmm. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, because you got the Lalo stuff, you got the Kim stuff, and you got the Howard thing. Um, I kind of agree with the point that you made earlier, which is I, I think if you not drag, but if you pull over the Howard scheming thing to next half of the season, you've only got yeah six episodes left, which isn't a ton of time. Um, so I do think you need to probably see. Well, yeah, to, I mean some... the. Next week is is the D Day for the Howard thing, so it right, either right. it either succeeds or fails this next week. Is, there it? will be yeah, there there'll be fallout from that. I'm sure that goes over to next season, whatever happens. But um, I, the 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 bulk of that story should come to an end next week. Hmm. Yeah, so that should happen. Anyway, um. Thank you all very much for listening. That's what we've got for you for this week's episode, and we'll be back next week for the mid-season finale. Uh, in the meantime, you can find everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org for TV, games, films, and main night podcasts. Um, in terms of football, it's a big, big, big day on Sunday because um, everything's still to be decided. There's uh, one more spot left for relegation. There's about three or four teams that could take that spot. Uh, the Premier League itself has got to be decided, and although I don't want Man City to win league i really don't want liverpool to win it so um uh yeah at the moment man city are one point ahead and i'll probably be talking about that um on on sunday as well and also the european spots which we are a part of of that because we'll either be in europa league or conference league next season uh depends on west ham and what we do against crystal palace so that will be a big episode on sunday because i won't only just talk about the palace game i'll probably talk about uh who's gotten relegated who's won the league all that type of stuff so Look out for that then. Big episode on Sunday. Uh, be a TV, games, films, main eye podcast. Take a look out for all of that. Uh, for everything there. Um, if you want to support Entertainment Talk in the other ways, you can, like I said, listen to more episodes that we've done, either on entertainmenttalk.org or podcast platforms. You can find us over there. You can also tell other people about what we're doing and where they can find it. So if they've watched any of the stuff that we've covered or played any of the games or anything, um, you can tell them about that. You can either just tell them or use social media. That's a good way to do that. Uh, you can also support us on Patreon, which is the $1, $3 level tiers for ad-free podcast and review options. Um, TV and film news, obviously geektown.co.uk and Geektown Radio. Um, David, it's a busy time for, for TV and film news at the moment. What's uh, it, going on with that? It is insanely busy over here uh, right now. We've just come through the upfronts. In fact, they're still going on 
uh, this week so that's when they announce all their new shows and things so i'm starting to uh, get trailers and stuff for those so they will be going up over the next few days for trailers some for some of the new u.s shows of course last week was what we refer to as the tv bloodbath where they cancel everybody uh and renew their shows so there were a lot of renewals and cancellations particularly if you're a fan of anything on the cw half of their shows mm-hmm. have gone uh so there is a roundup post up on the site for that. Also on Geek Town Radio this week, Matt was on and we did a sort of post TV bloodbath bath analysis on that, as well as doing uh, reviews of Lincoln Lawyer, How I Met Your Father. You talked about some of the Apple TV shows as well. So, um, yeah, that's on a slightly longer version of the um, Geek Town Radio podcast, which you can find on geektown.co.uk and on your favourite podcast platforms as well cool let's go and check that out geektown.co.uk geektown radio those episodes drop on tuesdays uh you can also find bex uh doing her pretty much daily streams and regular streams and that you can find her by looking for trista b-y-t-e-s you can follow her on um twitch twitter and instagram for her her different posts so go and have a look at that uh, you can also follow me on Twitch as well at uh, eTalkUK for my different gaming streams. Did a few more uh, of the career mode episodes and that type of stuff. Um, the game clips and the Twitch archives I think are both up to date on the YouTube channel. Of course because I archive them over there. So the game clips and stuff there's a whole bunch of them over there. Not just from COD. There's like Last of Us stuff and Star Wars and Dying Light. That sort of stuff. So check out that. The YouTube channel I just mentioned where all that stuff is archived is Entertainment Talk Plays. That's over on, of course, YouTube. By the way, somebody put a um, comment about one of my grenade kill um, clips and uh, that comment is a week old and YouTube didn't tell me that the comment came in. So... That was that. Uh, yeah, YouTube doesn't tell you stuff. YouTube's a bad platform. Anyway, thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Goodbye. Bye.